ago, Brindley came into my office, and we were talking about she was going to she's going to get baptized today, and we were talking about it, make sure she kind of understood what was going on, and she was talking about what she had done, and uh, that she had asked Jesus into her heart, and uh, you might have some questions as to whether you know whether is it what time is it to to baptize a child and and uh we we take that very seriously and we always go with what the parents say and make sure we try to talk to all the kids and we've got five kids that are going to be baptized today kids that have grown up in our church and that have made a, a profession of faith and we talk to them about that and as we was in there, we was talking about, and Brinley said, you know, she talked about what she had done, and she said, I've asked Jesus to live in my heart. And her mother said, what if we decide that it's, to, if this is not the exact time for you to be baptized? Which I thought was a great question. I thought that was a wonderful question. And she said, would that change anything between you and Jesus? And Brinley thought for just a minute, and she said, no, it wouldn't change anything at all. He's in my heart, and he's still here. And as I was thinking about that that day, I thought about who is it that we have asked into our heart? I want us to be asked the question, who is this Jesus? Who is this person that I've asked into my heart? Who is this person that I'm going to stand in front of everybody today and say, this is the guy that lives in my heart? Because I think sometimes we as people, we're saved and we've been saved for a long time. That's why I wanted to have Eldon come up here because he's old. He's so old. <laughs> but didn't you enjoy that? What, what happened so many years ago, and as I was talking to him about what I wanted uh, from him this morning, I, I, said, I said, Eldon, did what happened back then change your life? He said, it changed my whole life. And the Lord's been faithful to him, and Eldon has been faithful to the Lord and continues to be faithful as he is, he's, I don't think of him as old, but he's been around for a little while. And then I loved what, uh, what uh, Blake said. Blake, I don't know how old Blake is now. It's been, he's probably, how old are you? 21? Uh, 18. 18. 18. Wow. Huh? 25. He's 25? Okay. I thought, wow, I really missed that one. <laughs> 25. So when he was 10 years old, something happened in his life. And I think we think, oh, they're little kids, you know, and they just want to get wet and it's fun and things like that. Whatever happened back in Blake's life when he was 10 years old changed him. It changed him. And now is he still growing in his faith? Absolutely. Has there been times when, when his faith has been, has been shaken and he's like, is this really what I believe? Absolutely. But it's been fun to watch Blake and fun for him to watch him become to where his faith has become his own. And it's, and it's not just what his mom and dad taught him anymore. It's his. He owns it. And so somebody, the, the, the person, we, I want to know who is this Jesus that we have asked into our heart. And so I started studying the scriptures and started figuring out, and we have all kinds of stories about Jesus, but I went all the way to the end of the Bible, to Revelation. This is the last picture that we have of Jesus. Revelation is the revelation of who Jesus is. A lot of people think it's all this end time stuff. It's just a revelation of who Jesus is. And John is on the island of Patmos, and he's, he's out there all by himself, 
And it says, one day I was there and I was in the Spirit, and this is what I saw. And so I want us to stand. We're going to read just a few verses here. From Revelation chapter 1, verses 10 through 18. Actually, I'm going to start with 9. It said, I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus, was on the island of Patmos because the word of God. He is, this is a prison. He's in, he has been exiled to this place. John has suffered. And he's here on this island because he has suffered. And he is there because of Jesus. And the testimony of Jesus. On the Lord's day, I was in the spirit. And I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, which said, write on a scroll what you see and send to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum. Uh, I should have tried to read these. Anyway, there's your seven churches that he sent to. I am so flustered. I just can't even try now. I turned around. My pastor used to tell me, he said, when you read scripture and you can't figure it out, just say big word and go on. So he was at these seven churches. There was Mansfield and Marshfield and Springfield and Seymour. And anyway, it's all the same churches. It's still the church. And I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of God. This is the guy you've asked into your heart. They're getting ready to tell you who he is. Dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet with a golden sash around his chest. His head and hair were white like wool and white as snow. And his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace. And his voice was like the sound of rushing water. In his right hand, he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun, shining in all of its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. This is the guy you've asked in. I am the first. I think sometimes we forget this. Do we forget who we've asked into our heart? I am the first and the last I am the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. This is who you've asked into your heart. The guy that holds death, he lives in you, and so therefore you can live. He has the power over sin, therefore you can have power over sin. This is the guy you've asked into your heart. We're going to talk about him today. Lord, we love you. I pray today that everything we do would bring glory to you, and we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. I think too often we kind of get the idea of Jesus as this soft-spoken guy that walked around in, in uh, the, the Middle East and Israel, and uh, we read about him, and we sing about him, and we pray to him, and we believe in him, but I think sometimes we forget who he really is and i think sometimes we even forget he's real and uh we 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 have we treat him sort of like a celebrity like he's far off and and we see him and we sing about him but i think sometimes we forget that he lives in us and we hear all these stories about him and then we think well he went back to heaven and he died and he went back to heaven and uh and uh it's hard to think of him as real. 
And it's hard to think of him as alive and, and working in our life. And I think sometimes we forget that he's really able to do things in our life and that he really wants to do things on our behalf. And we talk about, and as I've talked about this morning, we talk about asking Jesus in our heart. And people say, well, I asked Jesus into my heart and I've, I've repented of my sin and, and Jesus lives in me. But because we can't see him, I think too often that Jesus is sort of a thought in our mind. And he's kind of this soft-spoken, maybe even a little bit nerdy guy that we have in our life. And we say, you know, I'm glad you're here, but I'll, I'll control things. I like having you in my life. And, and I like the fact that because you're here, I'll get to go to heaven. But, but you don't really have to say anything. I'll just kind of run things. You see, we've asked Jesus into our life, but we haven't allowed him to be the Lord of our life. And I don't think we should do that. I think sometimes we think that, that Jesus saves us, but we still call the shots. We treat him like he's far off and like someone that we can just kind of say, shh, 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 you don't, need to, you don't need to tell me what to do. I'm glad you're around, but I, I, you're, so, you're so old, you don't really understand the the, the culture of 2019 and so so you just you just live quietly here in my heart but but I'll run the show we have a picture of I think sometimes we talk about like the little the little songs that we sing in VBS I wish I had a little junk box to put Satan in and then I wish I had a real nice box to put my Jesus in I'd take him out and and share him with a friend have you ever heard that song? If not, I've just made a fool out of myself. <laughs> Wish I had a little junk box. No, anyway. So we think of Jesus as this little something. And we carry him. He's little Jesus and we have him with us. And we listen to him some. But he's mostly my ticket to get to heaven. He saves me and he gets me to heaven. But I think sometimes we forget who Jesus really is. We forget that Jesus still wants to move and work and change and do things. And I don't think that, that we treat him like, like, he, like we really see him as somebody who is alive. And I think it might change us if we had an experience like John had. If we got to see Jesus like John saw him in this picture. I started, I started looking up pictures on the internet and it was a little bit frightening. The pictures that people had made of what John was talking about. He said he had a face like the sun. To look at Jesus, he said, he said when I looked at Jesus, his face was like the sun. And he had this real white hair like Eldon. Eldon looks a little bit like Jesus. He had this real white hair. He said he had eyes that were like flames. And I think that when we see this, it starts to get maybe a little bit scary, but just kind of, kind of walk with me on this. He said his feet were glowing and his voice was like rushing water. 
And, I, and it talks about that, that he had a sword coming out of his mouth and it was a double-edged sword and it represents the truth of who Jesus is. And the sword always has this edge and there's always right and there's always wrong and there's always truth and there's always lies. And the sword always has an edge and there's always a place where it's no longer truth. And it's no, I mean, that's the way the edge is. And I think we have this picture. When I was a little kid, I had this picture, this, this big thing coming out of Jesus mouth and I was a little bit scared and I don't know if it's really a a sword but if it's the words that he says are the truth and the words that he says are everything that you can stand on and you don't have to worry about anything he says because it's always the truth and that's what was coming out of Jesus mouth and so you have this person and he recognizes who Jesus is and John knew who Jesus was but he recognizes him he said his face is bright as the sun and his hair is white, and he's got this robe on and this gold on, and his feet are shiny, and his voice sounds like rushing water, and his eyes are like fire. And I started thinking about that, and I thought, man, this looks just a little bit scary. But then I started thinking, my two favorite sounds and my two favorite things, well, two of my favorite things, not my, maybe not my altogether favorite, I love to sit and watch fire. I love to watch a fireplace or just a campfire. I mean, I could just sit there and just watch. And he says, that was Jesus' eyes. And I was sitting, I was like, well, I wouldn't be scared of that. I would love to just look and watch my Jesus' eyes as they were just a glowing flame. It is the most soothing. And I think sometimes we think that that would be scary, but... That's one, that's one of the most comfortable things that I do is I love to sit and watch fire. And then it talked about his voice was sounded like water. I love to sit by the ocean and listen to water. I'm just, I'm just, and I love to sit by a creek and just listen to a creek. Just, you know, that doesn't sound like a creek, but you know what I'm talking about. And so I've got this picture of this bright sun and these eyes that I can just watch forever because they're flames. I mean, just the thought of that draws me to this person. And then his voice sounds like the beach at Gulf Shores. In my mind, that's what I'm thinking, or the, or the creek or, or the water, just any kind of, I love water. I love water when it laps up at the lake. I love water. And this is a picture of who it is that I've asked into my heart. And then he goes on and he starts saying who he is. He says, I'm the first and the last. There's nobody been in front of me and there'll nobody be after me. Everything that there is comes out of me. I am the living one. I was dead and behold, I am alive and forever and ever. And I hold the keys to death and Hades. I've overcome sin. There is nothing that I cannot overcome. And I think sometimes we have in our mind, I've got little Jesus in me. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I needed to read this. This reminded me of who I asked into my heart when I was a little kid. And I have maybe had a different picture of him, but this is the guy that's there. I think we might have a different picture, but I'm telling you, if you've asked Jesus into your heart, this is the guy. 
This is who's there. And he has power over sin. And he has power to change things in your life. And he has power to overcome the things that are wrong in your life. This is a guy who lives in you. Not little Jesus. Big Jesus with the bright face and the white hair and the eyes that I love to look at and the voice that I love to hear that always speaks truth. And we ought to celebrate that today. And no matter what's going on in your life today, no matter what's going on in your family, no matter what's going on with your health, no matter what you're facing today, this Jesus is the first and the last word on it. And I think sometimes we don't come to him and think of him as this guy. I think we think, well, I'm just going to pray because I don't know what else to do and and things are really bad and I just hope that Jesus, this guy can change things. This guy here has the power over hell and Hades. This guy overcomes. This guy heals. This guy fixes things. This guy makes things new. This guy takes dead things and brings them back to life. This is the guy who lives in you. And today, we should celebrate that. We're going to do something today. I'm just trying to get you to remember what happened in your life. I'm going to ask the praise team to come. And then I'm going to ask everybody here that's ever been baptized to do something this morning. Me and Pastor Luke and Pastor Kelsey are going to be down here. Go ahead. We've got a basin here. We've got a couple of them. We've got three of them, actually. And we'll have a towel at each place. I'm going to actually move this one over here. Pastor Kelsey, I'm, going to, I'm not trying to put you over, away from everybody, but I'm trying to get enough room for everything. And I'm going to ask you to remember your baptism today. And you can come up to me or Pastor Kelsey or Pastor Luke. And as we're singing the song this morning, we're going to sing a song. We're going to sing an old hymn. Blessed Assurance. And at the end of that song, it says, this is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. When it comes to that part, I just want you to sing it as... That's who you ask in your heart, man. This is my story. That guy lives in me. And that guy wants to work through you today. So I'm going to ask them to sing. Pastor Kelsey, come. Pastor Luke, you can stay over there. We've got towels for you. And what we're going to do here this morning is I want you to come. And Pastor Kelsey and Pastor Luke are going to ask you, and me and I'm going to ask you, I'm going to tell you three things. I'm going to say number one, and as you come, I just want you to hold out your hands. We're going to pour a little water over your hands, 
We're going to say, remember your baptism. And I want you to go back to that day you were baptized. Remember, remember your baptism. And then I'm going to tell you, and each one of us are going to tell you, remember who Jesus is. That's the guy. That's the guy. Remember who Jesus is. And then we're going to say, let him do what he wants to do in your heart. And it's just come up. We'll pour a little water on your hands. We'll tell you those three things. Take the towel, dry your hands off, and the next person will come up. We're just going to sing, and we're just going to rejoice today, and we're going to remember. We're going to remember what Jesus did in our heart. I want everybody to stand up. I'm going to ask everybody who's ever been baptized to come and remember your baptism today and sing this song. Sing it like you mean it. This is my story. This is what God did in my life. Come as we sing the song this morning. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of His Spirit, in his blood this is my story this is my song raising my savior all the day long this is my story this is my song raising my savior all the day Perfect delight Visions of rapture Now burst on my sight Angels descending Bring from above Echoes of mercy Whispers of love This is my story